Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha, and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. This is the last part of this three-part series, Inside Out. And I'm going to keep saying it until it all sinks in. Choosing to do the hard work is the best investment you can make. The impact of doing the work will pour out into each area of your life. In part one, we talked about the reasons why it is so important to do the hard work. In part two of this series, we discussed the signs that our trunk is full or overflowing. In this episode, I want to discuss and give some practical tips on how to start peeling back those layers and how to maintain a healthy heart. If you're listening to this episode, you have already checked off the first box, acknowledgement. So, hey, I want you to take a moment and pat yourself on the back because that is half the battle. What we refuse to face or deal with cannot be healed. We've got to be painfully honest to ourselves about where we are, who we've become, and why. Blaming others gets us absolutely nowhere. Time does not heal wounds, busyness, sweeping it under the carpet, stuffing the skeletons in the closet. Those are all ways to avoid, and those ways may work temporarily. But who you are, according to your heart, is going to resurface. Now we must face the layers of unhealed hurts, or as some may call, the junk in our trunk, and do the actual work. So how do we do that? Here are some practical tips. One, lean into God. God is the ultimate healer. He wants to partner with us in this heart work. He doesn't just want to make us a better version of ourselves. He wants to make us new. You know, remove the stony heart and replace it with a heart of flesh. Commit our heart to him. He knows all of our messiness anyway. There is no need to hide it. He is not going to condemn or judge us like people do, right? And establishing communication with him is key. That prayer life, it's our lifeline. We don't need fancy words. God wants to hear from your heart. He wants to be able to communicate directly with you. And we must read his word. How do we know who God is? Who he has called us to be? Who he says that we are? How can we combat those lies that try to come and overtake us in our mind? Reading his word and hiding it in our hearts. I encourage you to get a translation of the Bible that you are able to understand. I love the New Living Translation or the Passion Translation. I'm going to provide a link in my show notes to a downloadable list of heartwork scriptures and journal prompts that will give you a little place to start if you're wondering, how do I just open up this Bible and start reading? That link will be in my show notes. Two, therapy. Can I be completely honest with all of you for a moment? If you grew up in the church like I did, You were led to believe that all you needed was Jesus, and that was it. No outside help was necessary. See, this has been a damaging notion because it has left us to believe that if we seek outside help, then we are crazy or weird, or that maybe we do not have enough faith in God to heal us. I want to bulldoze down that lie. Theology and therapy 
Jesus and therapy work hand in hand. God has blessed trained therapists with gifts to help us process through our pain, to help us do the work we cannot do alone. See, a couple years back, I came to a place and I explained some of that in the last episode and even in episode one of this season where I came to a place where I almost lost everything. I almost lost my marriage. My job and what I was doing was no longer fulfilling me. I came to a place where in the quiet moments, I didn't even want to be with myself. I had packed down all of these things that I had gone through for so long and not dealt with them. And now they were bubbling up. And now it was bubbling up at a point where the ugliness was coming out, yelling at my kids, not having patience, just very competitive, seeking approval, people pleasing, all of those things brought me to a point at a crossroads. And so I finally accepted the fact that I needed to go and seek outside help. Yes, I had a prayer life. Yes, I was reading the scripture. Yes, I was going to church. Yet I was even a minister, an associate pastor in a church. See, all of those things did not mean that I did not need therapy. I still needed therapy. I didn't know it, but I had to humble myself and realize that I needed it. And so I prayed about it and God led me to a counselor who I appreciate so much. And my experience with her was absolutely life-changing. She brought out of me what I didn't even know was there. I remember one session that we had where, you know, because I was a master deceiver and very just jovial by nature and could really and could really make people think that I had no issues, but I really did. And she really just cut all the way through that and helped me to bring out the parts of me that I didn't even know were there. And so one session, I walked into the office and she had a chair sitting across from the chair that I usually sit in. And when I walked in there, I thought, this is kind of odd. But as I sat down, she said, you know, we're going to do something a little different today. I want you to pretend that you're talking to your 17-year-old self and I want you to forgive her. Now, those of you who know me, the practical thought came to my mind and I thought, this is gibberish, waste of time. Of course I've forgiven myself. I would not have gotten this far in life if I had not forgiven myself. So, but I played along with it and I just started talking to my 17-year-old self and before I knew it, the floodgates opened. Y'all, the ugly cry came out. And it was like this unearthing of things that I didn't even know were there. See, I had forgiven everyone else, but because I was an overachiever by nature and because I was so hard on myself, I did not forgive myself. I had big goals. I had big dreams. I had big things I wanted to do. And I did not know that I was holding unforgiveness in my heart towards myself because I could not go and achieve those goals and dreams like I wanted to when I became a single mom. So I packed that down inside of myself and it was there and it was impacting every area of my life. See, that's one example of why we need therapy. The process of choosing a therapist may seem daunting. I'm going to leave some resources in the show notes that will help you through this process. 
I'm on a mission to destigmatize therapy. All of us need to give the gift of therapy to ourselves at least one time in our life. If we want to talk about self-care, friends, it's more than nails, it's more than hair, it's more than makeup, it's more than massages. The ultimate self-care is therapy. Three, healthy family and friend relationships. Those who know me know that I'm big on community. We were never meant to do life alone. Our purpose is intentionally intertwined with the purpose of others. We need to make sure we are around healthy people, not necessarily perfect people because they don't exist, but people who are on a journey like you and I are to do the heart work, to be healthy. The people that will hold us accountable in our journey and speak life into us. I know as adults, we think we are so strong, strong enough to not fold into this truth, but we are who we hang around and no more than that. Who do we need to thank and move on? Thank you for being a part of the season of my life. You've taught me so much, but now it's time to move on. Friendship should not hurt. Do we need to develop boundaries within these relationships? This definition that I found from a counseling website on boundaries is spot on. Boundaries define who we are and who we are not. The purpose of setting healthy boundaries is to develop a good sense of self, along with a strong sense of safety and security emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Four, being aware of our limitations. What has our eyes and ears? The music we listen to, the movies we watch, the social media that we scroll through. If we can't handle it, don't. Follow it. Conversations we involve ourselves in. If we know, friends, that we are challenged with being insecure about our looks, jealous of others, and easy to gossip, why are we leading our eyes and ears to the real housewives of Atlanta or California or New York or Idaho or whatever one is on right now? Why are we knowingly submitting our eyes and ears to those things, if we know that they're only going to cause more struggle. If we are struggling with a heartbreak, avoid songs that will just take us deeper into that pit of despair. Stay away from negative Nellies. They will drain you and cause you to move backwards. Avoid complaint sessions and water cooler rundowns, happy hours that have not a bit of happy in them. Again, know our limitations. Five, monitor our thoughts and our words. Proverbs 18.21 says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. Let me say that again. Your words are so powerful, they will kill or give life. What are you saying about you? What are you saying about your situation? What are you saying about others? You become what you think and what you say. What you say comes from your heart. What comes out of your mouth reveals the condition of your heart. It's not what people are saying about you that is holding you back. It's what you are saying about yourself, right? Those thoughts that you have in your mind when you're getting dressed, when you're driving to work, when you're in the shower, you say, you're saying that you're just reflecting and helping yourself grow. No, you're being severely critical and beating yourself down. Those are the things that are impacting you the most. Number six, 
Implement a quiet time. I've said this several times throughout this season. It's so key. If you don't have one, you need to implement one right away. Jumping out of bed, right into work, right into helping our kids, and then right back into the bed will cause us to be in a hamster wheel of a cycle. We need desperately that quiet time to cultivate a heart of gratefulness, to reflect, to listen, to journal, right? We need that time to decompress and think before we go out and do all the other things that we need to do. Seven, slow down and breathe. If this year has taught us anything, I hope it has taught us and shown us the need to slow down. We have been so caught up in things that don't really matter. Caught up in doing all the good things and not doing the right things. Running around on that hamster wheel, simply exhausted. And really, because we didn't want to face ourselves. We need to make a commitment to uncommit. Stop doing all the things and only focus on the things that matter the most. Most of all, friends, let us be gracious with ourselves. Doing the hard work is not a beat down session. It is not a time for you to get stuck in the past and stay there out of regret. No matter who you are, how much money you make, what your status is, you have issues, I have issues. As we notice things about ourselves, we must commit to doing the work. It's going to take time. It's definitely not a race to be won. So for those of you who are my overachievers, it may be tough at first to shake yourself of the desire to find a quick fix or a cure-all. Let me assure you, there is no quick fix and it does not exist. We must embrace the process however long it takes. As we are moving forward, we will be experiencing some growing pains. And that is part of the process. Our first reaction may be to stop and go back to avoiding or busying ourselves so we don't have to think about it. Please don't do this. Lean in. Pick up the phone. Call a trusted friend. Lean into God. Schedule a session with your therapist. Do whatever you need to do. Fight, fight, fight. But just don't abandon the work. Scratch. Friends, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to find ourselves doing things that we said that we didn't want to do or we thought that we were never going to do again. When that happens, notice I said when. When that happens, I want you to reflect. Get up and keep moving forward. That is not an invitation for you to stop because this heart work thing is not working for you. It works for everyone. And yes, it may be a little bit painful and uncomfortable, but those are feelings that we have to fight through and not allow our feelings to get a vote to tell us to not do the hard work. I'm reminded of Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. Y'all, Peter had some issues. He was the most outspoken and radical of the bunch. Jesus himself knew that he had issues and he chose Peter anyway. That's a word right within itself. In Luke 22, 31 through 32, Jesus talks directly to Peter and he says, Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. 
Remember this, after you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. Like Jesus prayed for Peter, he has already prayed for us. He was never surprised by our mistakes or shortcomings. You may even feel like he or life has dealt you a bad hand. You're the recipient of the short end of the stick. He is fully aware, friends. He cares and he has prayed for us that we would remain faithful to him through it all. Life may make you feel, people may make you feel like you are worthless, like your past is so tainted and you are so broken that you can never be used by God All of that is a lie. If God can use me, he can definitely use you. The last part of verse 32, Jesus speaks directly to those of us who are feeling like our past and our pitfalls and mistakes have the power to diminish our purpose. Jesus tells Peter so lovingly, remember this, after you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. In other words, Jesus was saying, hey, you're going to fall, Peter. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to eat some dirt. But that's not the end. I'm going to use all of that, every broken piece for my glory. Now go and tell your story so you can help someone else. And that's it, friend. Our pains, our heartaches, our pitfalls, all of this hard work we are doing is not just for us. It is for others. It's for our children. They will have to battle what we refuse to deal with. Those secret struggles that we have. If we keep those skeletons in the closet, if we keep that dirt piled up under the carpet, Our children will have to deal with those struggles. It's for our neighbors who are desperate for an answer and are feeling hopeless. God wants to use our messy, imperfect story to point people back to him. One of my favorite verses of scripture, Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Hey, guess what? He knew us in advance and he chose us anyway. He knew your past was going to be messy. He knew you were going to be stubborn. He knew you were going to lose your tooth on a jet ski in Mexico. He knew you were going to end up, you know, in a squabble in public in front of everyone with your hair standing on top of your head. He knew all in advance and he chose me and he chose you anyway. You have purpose within you that has been placed there by him and nothing, nothing, nothing has the power to diminish what he has placed within you. All right, it's homework time. I want you to to listen to this episode again. Pray, reflect, and write down your next steps. There are a lot of things that were packed in this episode. If you're listening to it while you're walking or while you're driving and you're not able to write things down, I want you to go back and listen to this again so that you can actually go through and take the next steps that need to be taken. Maybe it's finding a therapist. Maybe it's setting those healthy boundaries and starting to say no. Maybe it's establishing a quiet time. Whatever it is, take some time to reflect and write down those next steps. I'm going to put several resources and links within the show notes. I've made a list of my favorite books that have helped me through this heart work, a link to scriptures and journal prompts, 
counseling resources, and also a playlist of songs that have soothed my heart during this work process. Friends, it's time. Time to invest in yourself. Time, money, resources, whatever it takes. It's time to stop putting ourselves on the back burner and thinking that time will heal all wounds. Thinking that this episode and what I'm saying is for somebody else and it's not for you. It is for you and I'm speaking directly to your heart. Who you are desiring to be, that wife, that daughter, that leader, that mother, depends on you doing this heart work. I want to invite you to come and join me in my Facebook group, We Are Stronger Together, where we are doing this heart work together as women. I would love to connect with you there, and this link will be in my show notes. Friends, this is the last episode of season one, and oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed by the responses that I've received and the love that you all have shown me through my learning period of becoming a podcaster. I am beyond grateful. I'm going to be taking a little break until the new year to rest, be with my family and prep for season two. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the first episode that will drop on January 5th. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes first, if you haven't listened to the other parts of this series, I invite you to go back and listen to part one and two. And if you haven't listened, if this is your first time being introduced to my podcast, please go back and listen to some other episodes. So much wonderful content, guest interviews, practical tips, all kinds of things packed in those episodes. Thank you again for your support. I wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I will see you all in the new year. God bless.